Hey, hey, family, it's Herbless Viola, the colon queen, the colon queen. Just want y'all to hear, well, gratitude, gratitude. You guys listen to Very Wise Alternative Podcast. You know, I always got to say this, and I uh, appreciate you, appreciate you. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day, because I am. But I just want y'all to hear a well-dressed lie, you know, or undressing the well-dressed lie. And uh, I'm just going to let you hear for a little bit. And um, I'll give you more information after that where you can follow the whole thing. But I'm going to try to play it as much as possible because I know I'm at the uh, at the booth with other herbicides. And I just want y'all guys to hear it. So just we're going to listen to as you guys listen. But here we're going to go ahead and play it, family. It's about 52 minutes, but I'm going to try to play as much as I can. Okay. The message for today is undressing a well-dressed lie. Okay? Undressing a well-dressed lie. Many years ago, my dad, and when I say my dad, I mean my uncle, really, who raised me. He was my father image in my life. Many years ago, told me about an allegory. What did I just say? An allegory, which means that what he shared with me did not really happen, but it is a story concept to teach a lesson. He shared with me this allegory about the truth and the lie going swimming. Some of you might have heard that before that the truth and the lie were out swimming one day and the lie said to the truth let me see how far you can swim underwater so while truth was underwater swimming lie took advantage of the time that the truth couldn't see what was going on and jump out of the water and grab his clothes, grab Truth's clothes, and put them on, and we're running down the street. So people who saw the lie with Truth's clothes on running down the street said, that looked like the truth. <laughs> running down the street. In the meantime, Truth got out and saw that Lie had taken his clothes and gave chase after the Lie. And the folks saw Truth come running down the street a little bit later and said, yeah, but here come the naked Truth. began to undress the lie to get his clothes back. Now, let's take this same allegory and put it in a time frame. So you're not just looking at an allegory, but let's see the applicability of this allegory. 
from somewhere around 500 years A.D. to about 1,500 years A.D., about a 1,000-year period. The Roman Catholic Church, Europeans, Roman Empire, Greco-Roman Empire, for almost 1,000 years, they hid the truth. They suppressed the truth. They reconstructed the truth. They reshaped the truth. They plagiarized the truth. All for the purpose of introducing what they did as a well-dressed lie. Brothers and sisters, in ancient times, Europe, meaning the Greeks and the Romans, loved and even practiced the African system of spirituality. In fact, the whole world knew that the only system of spirituality was the African system of spirituality. However, for the sake of power and control, the Roman Empire, under the disguise of what is now called the Roman Catholic Church, instituted a program of rulership for the Christianizing of the European mind and subsequently the African mind. This program that the Roman Catholic Church instituted was called the Dark Ages. Historians refer to it as medieval Europe. As the world was conscious of the greatness of the spirituality of African people, the Euro-Gentile Roman Catholic Church, and when I say the Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, that's just the modern day version of the Roman Empire. Roman Empire still exists, it's just now called the Roman Catholic Church, that's all. The Roman Catholic Church or Empire could not secure and maintain control over the masses as long as the world was conscious of the spirituality of African people. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So what did they have to do? The Roman Catholic Church, the Greco-Romans, had to literally eradicate traces of the wisdom of the ancient African teachings. Therefore, Europe was deliberately and intentionally forced into what is known as the Dark Ages for the sole purpose, for the sole purpose of removing from Europe the awareness and memory of Africa and its greatness. Y'all following what I'm saying? 
The result was to eternally fuel the flames of racism and portray Africa as a pagan, savage, satanic, and lost culture that needed to be saved by a redeemer that was conceived in the minds of a group of Catholic bishops and birthed at the Council of Nicaea in the year 325 AD. That's some deep stuff. Here you have a that everything the world knows it got from them. And now the Roman Catholic Church wants to portray these people and their culture as satanic, evil, ungodly, pagan, and in need of a savior. And what's deep about it is it looked like if they wanted to say you need a savior, it looked like they would have at least gotten a savior that was the same color as those people. But no, that wasn't what they wanted to do. Their savior had to look like them. Now follow this. This savior that they created was given birth in the fourth century. I know many of you who grew up Bible-based don't understand that. And have a hard time believing that. No, no, no. Uh-uh, no. What do you mean in the fourth century? No. No, Jesus came along in the first century. See, that's the lie. lie. The best dressed lie in the history of the world. Yeah. From 325 AD over the next. Now follow this timeline here. Follow this time frame. Over the next 126 years. The Roman Catholic Church would hold council meetings to literally manufacture and institute a religion that became, became the best dressed lie in the history of the world. That religion is what we now know today as Christianity. I know that slaps some of us. Believe it or not, even though I know better, I still feel the repercussion of it myself when I say it. Because so much of my life was spent into the best dressed lie that the world has ever known. The Council of Nicaea in the year 325 AD lasted for two months and 12 days. 318 Catholic bishops were present. There's a creed that comes from this council. Many of you who have studied theology or whatever, you may know it as the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed was actually established to create in the minds of the masses that Jesus is in fact not only the son of God but God and also 
fixing and keeping of the date of Easter was all established at the Nicene Council. Let me read to you, some of you may already know this, but others of you may not. So let me read to you the Nicene Creed, which was again made up in the fourth century. Here's what it says. We believe in one God, the Father of all, maker of all things, both seen and unseen. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah, see, that's how they catch you, y'all. That's, that's the whole thing about hooking you with the right bait. That opening sentence is the truth. It's the second sentence where they inject their error. And in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the Son, capital S-O-N, of God. The only begotten, begotten from the Father, that is from the substance of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. Begotten, not made. With the Father... Through whom and for our salvation he came down and became incarnate. Became human. Y'all hear this? Suffered and rose up on the third day. Went up into the heavens. Is coming to judge the living and the dead and in the Holy Spirit. And that was the end of Nicene Creed until they had to go back and add some more to it. Later on, they had a council to declare the divinity of the Holy Ghost. Now, this first council was in 325 A.D. You with me? Look at these dates, y'all. 56 years later, they had to hold another council meeting. Because their lie wasn't complete. It still had some holes in it. So they held another council meeting in 381 A.D. called the First Council of Constantinople, named after Constantine. Pope Damasus and Emperor Theodosius I was at this council and spearheaded. It was attended by 150 bishops, and it was at this council that they had to come up with the doctrine making the Holy Spirit God. Now, mind you now, at the Council of Nicaea, they made Jesus God. Now, they understand, God is already God, the creator of all, right? So they had to make up this trinity, but they couldn't do it all at one time, and they had to keep going back and adding on and adding on. So in 381, they came up with the first Council of Constantinople, where they came up with the doctrine of what we call in theology today, pneumatology, the study of the Holy Spirit. Council of Constantinople, they added to the Nicene Creed that they made up in 325 AD. And here's the rest of what they added to the Nicene Creed. It says, and those who say there was once when he was not, and before he was begotten he was not, and that he came from things that were not, or from another hypostasis or substance, 
affirming that the Son of God is subject to change or alteration, these, the Catholic and Apostolic Church, anathematizes. I love the way they use that word. They use that word, we anathematize you, like folk really knew what it meant. And guess what, y'all? Some people today still don't know what it means. Now, I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because the anathematization of a person means that this particular organization or group has cast you out. Not only have they cast you out, but they have also put out a death warrant on you. People don't want to be anathematized. So therefore, they try to do everything they can to comply with the wishes of the Roman Catholic Church. Do y'all not know that the Roman Catholic Church has trained us so well that right now today, we still carry out anathematizing somebody if they don't fit in with what we think they ought to believe. Y'all didn't catch what I just said. If somebody comes up to you with a different doctrine than you believe, you want to anathematize them. You want to put them down. You want to destroy them. You want to call them the Antichrist. You want to call them you No, you ain't really a child of God. Look at the person next to you say, who gave you the right to decide who God accepts and who God rejects? enough, 50 years later, just 50 years later, after the first Council of Constantinople, they had another council meeting called the Council of Ephesus. Sounds familiar? This was in 431 AD. Now why do they keep holding these council meetings? Because they still got that. There you go. See, remember now that the lie is dressing up here. You follow what I'm saying? They got to go back and be, see, in other words, you know, you know, have you ever been shopping and bought a suit or a dress, and then when you went to put it on, it, it, it wasn't fitting exactly right? Oh, no, 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 the pants are too short, you know? Oh, no, no, you, you ain't taking up enough, or the sleeves are too long, da, 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 da. Well, see, this is what happens when you fabricate a belief system. When people go to put it on, it doesn't fit. So in 431, the Council of Ephesus, attended by more than 200 Catholic bishops, they had had the responsibility of not only coming up with a doctrine to promote what is called the triune God. You know, y'all heard that doctrine before, right? One for the Father, two for the Son, three for the Holy Ghost. They all make There you go. The triune or unity of the Godhead was fabricated at the Council of Ephesus. And not only that, another thing was done at the Council of Ephesus in 431 AD. This lady named Mary. The Catholic Church decreed at the Council of Ephesus that Mary was Jesus' mother. And not only was she his mother, but she is also, the quote title that the Catholic Church uses, the mother of God. Came into existence 
at the Council of Ephesus in 431 AD. And of course, they added it in their prayer thereafter. Holy Mary, what? Mother of God. That's some deep stuff, man. A human being, the mother of God. Now, what year was this again? 431, right? Now, mind you, the Dark Ages began in the year 500. So do y'all see the build up here? It's called putting stuff in place, y'all. Now, after the Council of Ephesus in 431, the Roman Catholic Church met with resistance. But they didn't meet with resistance from Africans. They met with resistance from some other white folk. 